0: from the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVeca Live on ESPN 106.3. We are
1: presented by... The
0: FAU NBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash sport.
1: Oh, God. Uh, Stone, by the way, I just sent you something that I want you to listen to in real time. We're going to play it in a second, and I want to get your reaction to it, okay? I can't. promise it's nothing to do with Cam Newton. I can't wait. Stone... I have never (laughs) seen him softer and more scared of a topic than what we're going to approach here in a little bit, Keely, with (laughs) Cam Newton. He is terrified. Of the adult conversation we're about to have here. Ooh, I love calling
2: it. you out. I love Your it. Your name is I Stone, will. for goodness sakes.
1: And
3: in this case, I have no stone.
1: I mean,
2: almost <laughs> ev- <laughs> well
1: done nice. Almost every Thursday when I know Keely's coming in, I'm like, what big person thing can we talk about?
2: <laughs> Not what big person. But <laughs> man,
1: he is. T-
2: Terrified.
1: Oh, I (laughs) love it. Uh, Let's get to social media real quick. And by the way, for the record, for all those nobody talks about baseball people out there, we spent, count (laughs) them, 60, 60 minutes talking baseball here on a Thursday. We delivered. I said we were going to deliver. You did. We delivered. We only have uh, like 158 more days to do this. We're going to deliver baseball here on Ken LeVick Alive. We started by asking, describe Dave Roberts pulling Kershaw six outs away from a perfect game. Here are some of the responses. Garrett says, immediate firing. Immediate firing of Dave Roberts. That's weird. This is not Dave Roberts' fault. Oh, wow. Dave Roberts... It's actually self-preservation for him. The Dodgers are unequivocally World Series or bust. If if Clayton Kershaw goes down with an elbow or a shoulder problem right. because he's throwing 115, 120 pitches in mid-April, that's a problem.
2: Fired for making a managerial decision? Yeah. He's yeah. a manager. And a sensible one at that. Yes.
1: Uh, Toby Srebnik says, it was smart what Dave Roberts did. Aaron Albers, it was stupid what Dave Roberts did. Don Evans says, smart when thinking long-term. Exactly. This was a long-term play from Dave Roberts. Um, Steve Svekis he made sure to point out that this is not the first time Dave Roberts has pulled a pitcher who is in the midst of throwing a perfect game. It also happened with Rich Hill a couple of years ago. Now, the context to that is that Rich Hill was coming off of missing time because of a bad blister that he was battling. It was a similar situation, not the same, but a similar situation to Kershaw, where you had a guy where if you're pushing him extended time, it might lead to a bigger problem. Again, it's not like Dave Roberts is sitting in the dugout like, ah, how can I screw over this fan base? And how can I screw over baseball? No, there are reasons for why he's done this. Uh, Alex says it's asinine what Dave Roberts did, pulling uh, Clayton Kershaw. Do you think, after all this discussion, Stone, do you think it's asinine what Dave Roberts did?
3: It's asinine, and I would please like you, and I I hope to God you're not skipping over Fergie Jenkins' response on this. Oh,
1: you did send me that. Hold on. Let me get to Andrew M. real quick, and then we'll get to the legendary Cub, Fergie Jenkins. Andrew M. says, It's a slap in the face to Kershaw and the fans. Kershaw was okay with it. I could only imagine a father-daughter outing seeing history being made, and uh, then, oh, nope, next time. You know what? Y- y'all be doing too much. If I was a Twins fan, <laughs> if I was a Twins fan and I-, I was there with my daughters, and by the way, I hate the Twins. As a White Sox fan, I despise the Twins. They should have been contracted when Major League Baseball had the chance to contract them instead of winning six AL Central titles. It would have been perfect for the White Sox because they finished second every year. Baseball should have contracted them when they were going to in the early 2000s. Bud ceiling. Um But... <laughs> uh, I. It- I I would be teaching my daughters a valuable lesson in loyalty to a team. Me, I don't root for individuals unless they're in White Sox pinstripes. Okay?
2: They're gonna say Good. Papa es loco.
1: Uh huh. Yeah, I know. I know. And then they're gonna <laughs> swear at me in Spanish. Um, but but uh, for me, I could not believe Twins fans booed Dave Roberts for pulling Clayton Kershaw. Who wants to see? An opposing pitcher throw a perfect game against their team.
2: Who sent that tweet about the father-daughter? Andrew M., not Fergie Jenkins. Andrew, Mm -hmm. love you. Don't know you, but love you. Y'all doing too much. Because it's like, if if the nuns from the Sisters of the Blind had brought the entire blind soccer team to hear what was going on at the baseball game— and he was there with a perfect game, and then all of a sudden he was taken out, they would be crushed. No, they came for the baseball game. Right. That's what you came for. Right. If you saw something else, cool. hmm I mean, yeah. what are we doing? Th- yeah. What?
1: Yeah, I know. I, I'm with too you. Too much. Y'all doing too much. I'm with you. If you love the Dodgers that much, you love the Dodgers that much, because apparently you do, because you wanted to see Clayton Kershaw throw a perfect game, the Dodgers in the top of the eighth hit back-to-back-to-back homers. So applaud for that as well. Okay.
2: And that would be uh, something good for I, father-daughter I, I am, to see. Yeah, I am
1: waiting. Traders, All right. Here's Fergie Jenkins. This is the ace in the hole for Stone Labanowitz. Friday Night Lights, he has... His man that he's standing behind, and it happens to be Fergie Jenkins, former Chicago Cubs pitcher. Did you know who Fergie Jenkins was before you saw his tweet yesterday, Stone the Bandit, and rushed to DM
3: me? I was a giant fan of all Fergalicious, <laughs> and he was on the list of the 100 greatest players of all time in Major League Baseball. He but, just went to Wikipedia this morning. But let's, but, um, let, let's read it, please. That's all right.
1: Not even if I had a broken arm and had to roll the ball over the plate, am I leaving a perfect game in the seventh, mm. says Fergie Jenkins. Cool. <laughs> like, how am I supposed to respond to
3: that? Uh, uh, Somebody who was in his position before, one of the best to do it as well, what, what do you mean? He, he trumps all. He's done it before. He's been there. He knows what it feels like. He knows what it means to people. I don't think Fergie Jenkins actually threw a perfect game ever. I, I, I don't know if he has. I, I have No clue.
2: But there, are, you know what? Two things, can be true Good point, Stone. Two
1: things can be true at
2: the same time. Good point, Fergie Stone. Two things can be true at the same time. You can really want something, but it's not good for the group. Yeah.
3: i played team sports. It's great for the group.
2: Mm, not if you get hurt. Yeah, I like think you're being selfish. If you're you, if selfish. You out there. Selfish, it gives your, your team momentum. Listen, in all your Stone Labanowitz glory in Martin County, uh, and the whole county is out there looking at you, if you guys are up and you decide to do something boneheaded like, Flip into the end zone and hurt yourself. It's like, um, were you doing that for us or for you? Now,
3: why is doing his job flipping into the end zone? That's not He's just I... supposed to throw more pitches. I'm but Dave Roberts did his job. things can be
2: true at the same time.
3: He did his job yesterday.
2: And I said that he, you can really want something, but it not be good for the group. And so what I said was, the, the touchdown is good for the group, but you flipping in the end zone is not good for the group. Yeah. That's just something you wanted to do.
1: This is the time of the year where pitch counts exist for starters. This is the time of year, even if it was a full spring training, this is the time when pitch counts exist. So Clayton Kershaw's job was to be as dominant as possible with the pitch count that he had. And he was the most dominant he could possibly be with the pitch count. And that he was he had. past
2: it, wasn't he? When he was supposed to go, supposed to go like 75 or something yeah, like that? Yeah, yeah,
1: and he went over it. Yeah. He went over it, and then Dave Roberts did his job as the manager, and pulled Clayton Kershaw so that he has Clayton Kershaw in October and in November when Clayton Kershaw has had his biggest struggles and when people bag on him most, and when the Dodgers have a chance to win a World Championship, yeah. presumably. Okay, so I just I don't see the 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 the. Massive, torch-bearing anger where we're pillaging the Dodgers' clubhouse. (laughs) Uh, And then we asked, you're in the stands watching the opposing pitcher throw a perfect game against your team. Who or what are you rooting for? On social media, at KLV 106.3, Ross Devonport says, in the regular season, with some exceptions, close game or in a title or playoff chase, cheering for the perfect game every time. See, I disagree. I don't need to see history at the expense of my team. It makes me mad. It's one of those things where I don't watch SportsCenter then the next day. I want to avoid it. It, it makes my, my stomach churn. I hate <laughs> my team being on the wrong end of history. Mm. I hate that feeling. Um, uh, Big Punisher tweets, uh, My team, I was there for the Roy Holiday Perfect Game, so he's a Marlins fan. I was so angry when the game ended. See? Like, big Punisher is on my side there. But remember the Marlins? They sold tickets after the fact to that game so people could buy them and claim that they were at the game. Oh, wow. The Marlins, typical Marlins under Jeffrey Loria and David Sampson, just trying to make as much money as possible off of the fan, milking misleading claims. Total Loria samson Marlins. Move Did people right buy them? There. Oh,
2: yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know. I, mean, Absolutely. I don't know how bad that I want to be a part boy? of history.
1: Um, uh, JGH, and this is interesting, tweets, when I was younger, it was my team that I'd be rooting for, but now it's cool to see the achievement as an older person. So I do understand yeah. that. At, when you're younger, it's easier to be tribal with your team, whereas mm-hmm. as you get older, you maybe are focusing on individuals that you appreciate more, the way the NBA mm-hmm. has gone.
2: So um, what we're saying is Ken's not very mature. And I'm young and, and wise. Petty. So in reverse, I'm young and wise. Well, I don't I'm know appreciating I'm, it at the young age. Well, listen, I don't know about that part. <laughs> but definitely the Ken is <laughs> immature and petty.
3: Uh,
1: Billhausen tweets, We're probably losing at the moment, so you root for history. Otherwise, now you're just watching a bad Wednesday getaway game. I just can't do it. I can't bring myself to do it. Those are all valid points, but I cannot bring myself to do it. Absolutely not. Um I do want to get to this because, again, you guys, in the three days that I was out, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you didn't talk about Cam Newton at all, right? I, I would say we-, we-, we
3: borderline avoided it. <laughs> okay. No, that's that fine. Would've,
2: that would have been an interesting conversation to hear Theo and Dean talk about that. <laughs> so, Cam- and Jeanette. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, oh man. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. So uh, Cam Newton was on a Barstool podcast part of the barstool network it's the million dollars worth of game podcast on barstool the million what million dollars with a z with a z it is it doesn't have million dollars worth of game podcast great podcast on barstool oh you listen to it often? i do i do they bring they bring
3: (laughs) they bring big people on and and they spit well aaron uh, donald like literally big people because aaron donald was the guest before cam newton yeah and they spit million dollars worth of game on that podcast. It's a great
1: listen. I don't know what that means. Um, so Cam <laughs> Newton was a guest, and he he spent 90 minutes talking about how he was raised and how he wants to be treated by people and how he treats people and his aesthetic. He brought it up. I listened to the whole 90 minutes. He brought up his aesthetic about 17 times in the 90 minutes. This is Cam Newton, and uh, uh, this is the first part of him discussing women and specifically Women who are in relationships with men, and seemingly relationships with
0: Cam Newton. Here's the first part. I had a, a perfect, a perfect example of what a man was in my life by my father. Mm-hmm. My parents have been together for 36, 37 years now, and it's and it's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I grew up in a three-parent household: my mom, my father, and my grandmother. And uh, I knew what. A woman was not a bad. B- okay, what's the difference? A woman. Okay. A bad b- is a person who's just, you know, girl, I'm a bad. B- you know, I'm doing mm. this, I'm doing that. I I, I, I looked apart, but I don't act apart. Okay. You know, and it's a lot of women who are bad. B- and I say b- in, in, in a way not to degrade a woman, ah. but. Just to to go off the aesthetic of what they deem is a boss chick. Mm -hmm. Now, a woman for me is handling your own, but knowing how to cater to a man's needs, Mm -hmm. right? And I think a lot of times when you get that aesthetic of, like, I'm a boss, bitch, like, I'm a this, I'm a that. No, baby, like, but you can't cook. Okay. You don't know you don't know when to be quiet. You don't know how to allow a man to lead.
1: No. Yeah, all solid salient points there from Cam Newton. Okay. So I just wanna I, I wanna give I wanna give my initial impressions of that before I pose this to you, Keely. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, because when I start hearing the tropes of you don't know how to cook. And like the, the smarmy Boss B uh, like fake voice that he's given. Uh, you don't know when to shut up. Cater to a man's needs. I hear those things, and maybe I'm just receiving it wrong, okay? Mm-hmm. Because I don't live in that situation. To me, that makes me believe that Cam Newton does not value and or believe in the thought of a woman who doesn't need a man. Mm-hmm. A woman who can function and live her life and make her money, because Cam Newton talked a lot about making money mm-hmm. in those 90 minutes, too, mm-hmm. can make her money without a man involved. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, my marriage, my relationship, do we cater to each other's needs? Yes. Okay. But does it matter if my wife one day walked into the house and said, I can't cook, hey, we're going to have to deal with it. I wouldn't be like, oh, well, that's it, I'm out. That can't be a deal breaker in your mind. That shouldn't matter in a relationship. Part of catering to a man's needs is knowing how to cook or knowing when to shut up. That, to me, is inherently offensive, and it's bull bleep, and it's the type of thing that someone with a jaded mindset about relationships and about the dynamic in a relationship is completely off and really broken, this ain't mm-hmm. 1957. Mm-hmm. This is 2022. So inherently, those comments with those buzzwords and phrases bothered me with what Cam Newton said.
2: Mm-hmm. Stone, what do you think I'm going to say?
3: If I had to pick A or B, like with him or against him?
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I-, I think you know your ish more than more than anybody when it comes to this kind of stuff. I, I think I would go with A, and that would be Siding with Cam Newton, and I'm mm-hmm. not siding with you know the things that he said that were wrong or um, you know, but you will have the right reasons. of I, I would choose A. You're going to be on his side for the right reasons. If, if that makes any sense. Okay. He's so scared.
2: Yeah, I could tell.
1: <laughs> He's so scared. He's sweating.
2: <laughs> what what <laughs> do you think I'm gonna, know, gonna say, Ken?
1: I think that, and this is based on social media reaction that I saw mm-hmm. from some very smart people, mm-hmm. including like Richard Jefferson. Mm -hmm. who tweeted, I listened, and I don't see anything wrong with that. Mm -hmm. Cam was telling us what he prefers in a woman. Mm -hmm. Everybody has their thing. I'm clearly missing something, I think, Mm -hmm. which is why I want to discuss this, because I found that to be wildly out of line. Mm -hmm. Wildly out of line. Mm -hmm. Yet it has gotten a lot of support Mm -hmm. in social media circles, in female circles, in spouse circles and in black circles, mm-hmm. I am missing something. Mm-hmm. And so I think you believe that what Cam Newton says, there's some validity to it, mm-hmm. but I don't know where that validity is, me personally.
2: Okay. Hashtag, I stand with Cam. Here is Nailed why.
1: it. <laughs> now, now he's not sweating anymore. Woo!
2: <laughs> Here is why. I, first off, when he was talking about the bad B, that is what these women say. So he was parroting what they say. Okay, but
1: his explanation of what a bad B is was complete nonsense. All he did was mock them. So what is a bad B?
2: That is what they say, though. Okay. Like, if there's a song, um, I think it's Lil Bootsy and Lil Webby called Independent, and they're like I N D E P E N D that song. When I really started listening to the words of that song, the dude is mooching off of her. And like women will be in the club, like yeah, I N D E. If we're like, wait a minute, what do you do, dude? I'm I'm cooking, I'm paying the bills, I got good credit, and you ain't doing nothing. Uh, uh-uh, that's not gonna work. And so I think for me, the conversations I was hearing around it were was so frustrating from women. What I did notice, not that marriage is the end all be all, and and I'm this is. When I'm talking about this, I'm talking about heteronormative relationships between cisgender men and cisgender women. Because that's all I can speak on. The, the, the way that these women were having conversations were so disingenuous. These were women that were not wives. These were women that were not mothers. Some of them were girlfriends, but girlfriend is much different than a wife. And any girlfriend that's been a long time girlfriend, and then a wife, will tell you that it's different. Just like any man sure. that was a boyfriend, sure. that's not a husband, will tell you absolutely. The level. That's why Oprah's not married. It's not. It has n- not. No, well, I'm not gonna say nothing to do with her money. But she decided she wasn't gonna get married a long time ago. Stepen
1: didn't want to put a ring
2: on it because well, and that and that may be true as well. But the point is, she didn't want the responsibility of wife because she knew it's different. The, it's different. I agree. And so as the wife, as the caretaker of the family, if you have children, because presumably when you get married, you're going to have children, whether they're your biological children or whether you're mm. going to adopt children. Mm. Someone has to we, we have our roles to play. Now, does that mean that women always have to be the nurturer and men always have to be the provider? No, but it generally works better that way well that's societal norms
1: that have dictated that
2: but i but no biological norms dictate that we carry the babies so we have a different bond with them that you guys just don't have at, at least at the beginning at the beginning you got two kids at mm-hmm. the beginning they are on mama literally because mama provides them nourishment even if you don't give them nourishment from your body you still provide a different level of Nurturing and comfort to them. So bi biology dictates that. Society follows biology. It's not the other way around. Are there some things that society maybe has done um that were specific social constructs? Girls wear pink, boys wear blue, girls wear dresses, boys wear pants. Yes. But all of that still stems from our inherent biology and the way we feel about things. And the and the reason why these conversations are disingenuous to me is because women say the same thing. We just don't get lambasted for it. Let a, You will have a woman that's single, and you say, what are you looking for in a man? They almost, without fail, will say, I want somebody that's bringing as much to the table as I am, mm-hmm. or more. Mm-hmm. Why? Why does that matter? You know why it matters? Because we inherently and biologically wants somebody that will protect us and that will provide for us. And protection and provision this day and age is resources. It doesn't necessarily have to be a lot, but it's resources.
1: But then when when Cam is throwing in the, you don't know how to cook, you don't know when to shut up, that stuff, where does that, other than him – showing off misogyny to me other than that being misogyny that he probably grew up around because he talked about his parents an awful Mm -hmm. lot where does that come from biologically where does that come from how is that any dictated role that should exist in this dynamic
2: so he may not have articulated it well but you know when he's saying you know when to shut up what it means is let let me take the lead on whatever this thing is. There are things that my husband takes the lead on that he makes executive decisions on, but he it's not that he hasn't consulted with me. That's the missing piece. People weren't understanding that generally, generally, because I don't think Cam Newton's this dude, but uh, particularly based on what he was saying about his parents, the king consults with the queen. Mm-hmm. And the king ultimately may make whatever decision the king feels is best for the group, but it's not without consulting the queen. There's only one leader. People are like, we can be co-leaders. That It, it don't work nowhere like that anywhere. Who's the head of this company or in this building? It's Steve, mm-hmm. but right under him is Steph, right? Mm-hmm. If this if this all goes to bleep, whose fault is it? We're going to be looking at Steve. Steve, how you let this ship sink? We may, people may go, Stephanie, what happened? But it, the buck starts and stops with Steve. So in our house, the buck starts and stops with my husband. Because okay. if it all goes to hell, we're going to look at him like, cuz, why these lights off? Right. You know what I'm saying?
1: Right. Now, let me just give you the-, the master class. Let me just give you the <laughs> dynamic, the dynamic in my household, okay? Uh-huh. I am not the breadwinner in the household, mm. to use a very dated word, Okay. The majority of the money is made by my wife. She is much more put together than I am. She's much more organized than I am. She, I would say, is the leader of the household. Do I uh, do I put forth what I can put forth? I work three, four different jobs. So I sure as hell grind away for it. Why? When it comes... Because I want to make sure that I am pulling my weight with the family. I want to make sure that I'm contributing as much as I can to make sure the kids are comfortable, to make sure that we can do things outside of professional lives, to make sure that we can have the best life possible.
2: But why? Do you think, I'm, and I'm going to take move it away from your wife because I don't know Vivi like that, but do you think if it was the other way around that if a man is the breadwinner, that a woman is going to feel the need to work two and three jobs to help pull her mm-hmm. weight? Mm-hmm. Hell, I think it depends on the cer-
1: no. I think that's circumstantial, no. Keely.
2: I think circ- that's circumstantial. completely circumstantial. Take the, take, I, Cam
1: Newton speaking about this is a man who's made a million dollars, millions of dollars, take, tens of take millions. whatever
2: your household income is. Just just put that in your head. My guess is y'all y'all doing alright.
1: Mm-hmm, we're doing fine,
2: right? You know, you may not have a villa on, um, on the island, but you're doing alright. Mm-hmm. Like to where you probably don't necessarily have to work two or three jobs, but you do it. You do it. Because innately you feel that as a man, there are some things that you need to contribute to your household as the leader of your household. If it, look, if there's a the, you and you have all women in your house. Oh yeah. If there's a a bump in the night at three a.m., Vivian ain't going. No, that's true. You're going. Okay. And I, I. But she's t- also
1: like five two.
2: So, Ken. You ain't that much
1: taller. <laughs> yeah, well, well, in my household, five seven—that's the—that's the apex. Right I mean, there. you know
2: what I'm saying. <laughs> Whether she's small or large, it's not—it's not the okay. point. The okay. point is, she like, hey, go handle that, whatever that is. I, I'm gonna go get the girls, make sure the girls good, but I need you to go over here.
1: But my point bringing that up is there is not a single scenario, not a single solitary scenario where I can, like Cam Newton lays out, and tell my wife you just don't know when to
2: shut up. You may not tell her that, but you probably thought it. Don't answer that. <laughs> I, I honestly cannot, but, I man, cannot come up she with a may, circumstance. But here's the thing. She may inherently already be be Like that, you see what I'm saying? She may inherently shouldn't... know she needs to back off or whatever. Because there are things, I, I, and I've done a lot of reading about this like before I was married, and definitely not that I'm married, I've done a lot of reading about the differences biologically um, between men and women, just brain wise. You guys process differently the way we do. I read a book once called Men Are Like Waffles, Women Are Like Spaghetti and because men are able to compartmentalize things a lot better than women can. We are like spaghetti, because everything is interconnected. and we to hold us. butter a lot
1: better. you
2: <laughs> I can't with you. <laughs> but everything is interconnected with us. My point for saying telling that story is there are times where men just truly, truly need to that you guys don't always function well if you don't decompress from things. Sometimes we can we can power through it. Not that women don't need to decompress, but we have a we have sometimes, particularly when it comes to kids. Sometimes we have an extra gear that you guys just don't necessarily have all the time, Mm -hmm. and that doesn't mean one's wrong, one's right. It just is. And so I think, to me, what I heard when he say you don't know when to shut up, it's not about woman. I say shut up, make me a sandwich, get me a beer. That's I didn't get that from him. I got listen. We're at odds over this thing or whatever it is. Or listen, I need some space. I don't want to talk about it. I read, I, I listened to a lecture. This woman was given once. She said it physically pains men sometimes to argue with women. Men don't like to do it. Men want to please their wives. They want to please their women. And if you're arguing, arguing with him.
1: But not that's, always. That's a generalization, though.
2: Well, we're, uh, we're speaking in generalities, period. This whole conversation is a generalization. <laughs> I just to
3: I think any more of what Cam was saying is the problem. Like to keep it general is the solution.
2: I mean, because yes, but no, every, that doesn't fit every ideal. Well, no, but that's everything. Every single thing is different. But but what I'm saying is if if the reverse were true, if you were making what your wife makes, I don't necessarily think again, I don't know her like that. I don't think she would feel the need to work multiple jobs. Because you, because you know what happens. You work multiple jobs. You don't see your kids that much. People, we, this is what women love to say. We love to say men have it all. Men get to have the big career and the family. But y'all don't see your kids. We see the kids more. You're gone a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you don't see your kids nearly as much as she. I does. also
1: think that's the nature of the industry that I'm in, though. As but, well,
2: or even, or even if. It's reverse. So let's t- take my husband, for example. He sees our children, obviously, but mm-hmm. he sees them at the top of the day and at the very end of the day when mm-hmm. they're about to go to sleep because mm-hmm. he works long hours and, own- and owns his own business. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And a lot of men do that because they take the weight of the family on their shoulders, whether they're making the most money or not. And women, and if y'all say you would, you're lying. Not all of y'all, but a lot of y'all lying. If you would say no, I I want a man making uh, being uh to, to, to be the stay at home dad and I'll m- work and take care of the kids and do all that. That would be cool for about five years. Let's um. Now, let- if we're having this conversation at the beginning, you're going to be the stay at home dad. I'm going to do that. That's fine, but that's by and large not what people want.
1: Let's hear Cam Newton one more time. The Million Dollars Podcast on Barstool Sports. The the Cam Newton description of women and relationships and what appears to be the dynamic he seeks. So the back end.
0: No, 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 no. The
1: the one we we already played.
0: You want the, okay. I had a a perfect, a perfect example of what a man was in my life by my father. Mm -hmm. My parents have been together for 36, 37 years now and it's it's a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, I grew up in a three-parent household. My mom, my father, and my grandmother and uh, I knew what a woman was—not a bad. B- okay, what's the difference? A woman. Okay. A bad b- is a person who's just, you know, girl, I'm a bad. B-. You know, I'm doing mm-hmm. this, I'm doing that. I I I looked apart, but I don't act apart. Okay. You know, and it's a lot of women who are bad. B- and I say b- in, in, in a way not to degrade a woman, but. Just to to go off the aesthetic of What they deem is a boss chick Mm -hmm. Now A woman for me is Handling your own But knowing how to cater To A man's needs Mm -hmm. Right And I think a lot of times When you get that aesthetic of Like I'm a boss bitch Like I'm a this, I'm a dad No baby like, But you can't cook Okay, you don't know, you don't know when to be quiet. You don't know how to allow a man to lead. so uh,
1: Keeley thinks that cam newton uh, with with those comments, there is a bigger picture correctness that he is speaking to about the dynamics in a relationship, whereas mm-hmm. I believe that he is out of line and trying to snuff out the potential of an independent woman in a relationship. Two different perspectives here. And I want to make sure, too, that I, I'm i not just bringing this up because Keeley's in here and she's the black woman. Like, that's, <laughs> that's not why this was presented like this. Why this is presented is because she's a married woman, has been married for quite some time, and I think can speak to the dynamic from that standpoint as opposed to me, the married man who has a problem with what Cam Newton said
2: because you drank the feminism Kool-Aid.
1: I I <laughs> you did. You oh. you drank
2: you drank two handles of it. Cam Newton is oh. what
1: he said out of line.
2: Was Cam
1: Newton out of line with those comments? 888 760 3776. 88 760 3776. You can tweet at us at KLV one oh six three. Again I'm caught up in but you can't cook. You don't know when to shut up. A Keeley says, uh, eh, you're missing something here, Ken. Was Cam Newton out of line with those comments? 888 760 3776 888 760 3776 She's Keeley Ferguson, WP TV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Lavica. I'm live on ESPN 1063. Oh, it a
0: from the Anajar and Bean Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3.
1: We are presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA sport. Cam Newton's comments about women, were they out of line? His comments to Barstool. About a women's place in a relationship, 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. 888 Ferguson, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX, Fox 29. So, Keely Stone is saying that uh, there, there's more context to this. There's mm-hmm. more context to this, so we need to hear the other part. Because I also was told this on social media that I only listen to the clip where he says women need to know when to shut up and they need to know how to cook. So, there's context to it. <laughs> So let's play the context. Let's play the context because this is the smoking gun. Stone, please play the smoking gun from this million dollars podcast on Barstool.
0: Now, a lot of women, now the kickback of that is be quiet. I'm going to be quiet for the man and handle his business. You know, that's what they say. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm going to be vulnerable. I'm going to be submissive to a man and handle his business. Mm -hmm. That's what they're going to say. So what, what is your? But it's ways to do it. And I'm not just about to sit up here and beat up my my, my queen. No, I ain't man. saying it like that. Yeah. But I'm also gonna gonna also tell the men to start being men, bro. Man, absolutely. Like, it, that that sucker shit should not be rewarded. And what sucker? You know, when 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 a person when a person carries himself social media wise, and it's a fraud in real life. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, it's more to every person that got money or every person who's rich isn't a real one. Okay, you know what I'm saying right, and I think that gets kind of misconstrued in this society now because a lot of people have money, but they're not genuine people. I like. That doesn't explain
1: anything to me. Like He's talking about a world I don't even know because he's talking about uh rich and uh, social media and all that. Like, I don't know that world he's talking about to prove his point about what he cleared up, apparently, Stone, uh, in his comments about
3: women. I think that's solely the problem. How, if you have no idea what world he's talking about, how can we have an accurate opinion on it? I, we don't even know. We don't, we're not even
2: on, that, uh, on the level that he's talking about. I offer this. He means be Russell Wilson and not future. That's what he means. He means provide your, for your family, protect your family. That doesn't mean that you don't work as a woman. I work. That's not what that means. That means be the protector of your family, be the leader of your house. When I got married, before I met my husband, one of the things that I knew I wanted in a husband was somebody who had the ability to lead a household. I need someone that has vision. For the household, not that I can't and don't want to have it, but i got a lot of other stuff to do once you bring. And and that's what I was saying during the break. We, We have gotten so far off in this society as women that we have not we don't relish in what our role can be and how beautiful it can be as a woman, as a wife. And as the nurturer and the manager of your household, I said the buck starts and stops with my husband with a lot of things. But the buck starts and stops with me in a lot of things, too. I mean, where our son ultimately ended up for his therapy, all his therapists, I did the legwork for that. Mm -hmm. Because my husband trusts that I would make the right decision for that, just like I trust that he makes the right decision. And that's what... That's what kills me. But that's like a Uh, trust dynamic. It's not
1: defined. And it's also not your husband saying, ah, Keely, uh, you're cooking. I don't know. If you can't cook, I don't know. I don't know if this is a thing. I don't Mm, think this is going to work out.
2: We'll see. But here's the thing, though. One of the first questions he asked me was if I could make greens when we met. He did ask me if I could cook now. If I couldn't, that doesn't necessarily but I can't, so I don't know. Yeah, but, that but doesn't you, necessarily mean he wouldn't have he wouldn't have married me. And, and you yeah. mentioned you had he pride in doing too. it. I do, and, and, I learned, and I didn't know how to make them, so I learned how to make them. I l- I've learned how to make some of his saying, favorite dishes.
1: A lot of women come from different circumstances. Men come from diff- different circumstances. We are in the most untraditional of times based on social and societal norms. Uh,
2: it, it, but we're not. But, we're, we, do, okay. but we are, and okay. I think let people me ask have a this. hard time like accepting it. Who paid for the first date when you and your wife went out? I did. Why?
1: uh because she was curvy
2: <laughs> do you think you would have <laughs> oh, oh, no! had, had a second date if you would have I I am just going to move on do you think do you think if you would have had you would have had a second date if you would have made her pay or asked her to pay
1: I don't know. That's a great question. I have no idea.
2: Because and that and this is what I'm talking but about. But I think
1: her and I are fairly unconventional.
2: But this is what I'm talking about, the, the how disingen but I don't I think you're more conventional than you think. Just because she makes more money than you doesn't mean the dynamics are are not very no, similar certainly to traditional some like, households. Yeah.
1: She caretaking decisions generally are made by her.
2: Right. So I And she can cook. So I think that if if a woman would would let herself pay on the first date many and many do but but a lot of times you look at men a certain type of way if like dang he made me pay or like let me pay on the first date i don't know about that but we don't call those women misandrist we don't we just say yeah a man should pay Mm. a man should do that and i i promise you if you're from Particularly if you're from Florida. If we see a lizard and you scream, like if we're dating, I don't, I don't think you get in a second date. Can, can I multiply what you just said a second
3: ago? <laughs> I'm just saying. Nowadays, on TikTok and Instagram, the videos that go viral are of a girl telling a story of the time that the man made her pay on the first date. They put the man on blast mm-hmm. and they want the uh, validation. Well, they want all TikTok,
1: this. there's real life. Why
3: that is that's 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 that not real life? That's what but happened that in their lives.
1: Life. That, that's representative of everybody.
3: TikTok's she's, not a, a sh- sh- cesspool of... She's, she's telling you her story of what actually that. happened in actuality reality. Like, it happened. You uh, can't
2: do that, everybody. Uh, thing, no, I'm sure it wasn't just for. Clout.
1: I'm sure it wasn't just for. Look at me. You're right. The, You're listen, right.
2: I'm telling you, feminism has been great in a lot of respects, but in a in a lot of respect, it is messed up dating. That's why. Listen, we gonna work. Me and me and Edwin, we gonna work because I can't get it back out there. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> it is crazy. This world is passing me day. by. <laughs> yep. Ooh, oh,
1: man. Uh, are you experiencing foot and ankle pain? Need to see an expert in the field? Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptishealth.net slash ortho to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians and leading edge treatments and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle joint replacement spine and sports medicine care. Visit baptishealth.net slash ortho care for more information today baptist health orthopedic care has offices conveniently located in palm beach county through the florida keys learn more by visiting baptisthealthnet slash ortho care when we return jay will he's crossed the line she's keely ferguson wp tv news channel 5 wflx fox 29 i'm ken lavica i'm live on espn 106.3
0: From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063.
1: Real quick, you know what, real quick. Let me just tell you about Pat Lawler, Lawler & Associates, personal injury attorneys, wanttolawyerup.com, wanttolawyerup.com. That's Pat Lawler. He's the guy. He's my man. And he'll be on tomorrow, sports agent, sports law insider, here on Ken Levick Alive. Wanttolawyerup.com for any personal injury matter. He's someone you can trust. Pat Lawler, Lawler & Associates, decades of trial experience, wanttolawyerup.com. We have to hit this before we wrap up. I knew this was going to happen. I knew that this was going to happen. But Jason, Jason Williams, Jay Williams this morning on first take, he was filling in for Stephen A. Smith. And Stone, I sent this to you, right? I'm ready. It's already starting. If the Hawks make the postseason, look out. They can threaten the heat. Listen to this. But if
0: they are healthy... And I love the Heat. I think the Heat have by far the best culture. Their culture is up with the best of the best in the NBA, with the Phoenix Suns. But the one thing I've always worried about the Heat is when it comes down to it, down the wire, could Jimmy Butler be that clutch player for them to make shots when you need it the Uh, most? uh, I've always thought Jimmy Butler would be a better... Two option, three option on a championship he team. It is. Tyler Hero got close won. in the bubble, but I've never seen him as the primary Tyler guy. Here's I know Tyler pin. Hero, yeah. guys like that are emerging. I love what they bring from a defensive culture. PJ Tucker and company, bam, out of Bayou. But if they are healthy with the way Trey Young is involved in picking roles, if he gets going, yeah, they were in the Eastern Conference finals last year. And I think there was a legit chance it could. No,
1: no, 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 no. They're the deepest team in the league. And you can sit there and focus on Jimmy Butler all you want. He didn't mention Tyler Hero once. The leading score is off the bench. Six man of the year. He mention mentioned him, him as an
3: emerging star.
1: Okay, but what about when it's clutch time? He's the one who's going to get the ball. Not Jimmy Belder. Tyler Hero. He's got it all wrong. He's got it all wrong. This nonsense. Everybody's always trying to tear down the heat. Everybody's always trying to find a way to pierce the heat armor. Just nonsense. The whole thing is nonsense. You're going to hear a lot about that over the next couple of days. Nonsense. Keely Ferguson, WP TV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. Thank you. Well done as always the matriarch of ESPN 106. <laughs> on the bandwidth, Friday Night Lights, I'm Ken LeVick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. Bye.